folks, episode 145 of the Mort, an official Corpse Feed podcast, and I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face, and with me, always, is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, how are you, man? How you doing? Oh, man. How do you, everybody? How do you, Arturo? It's, uh, you know, we, we, we're in a weird week this week, you know, uh, in, in terms of coming attractions anyway. So, uh, jumping right into it, Arturo, uh, we, we, we have a trailer we've been trying to, like, sneak in here for a little bit, but keep forgetting. <laughs> but, uh, The Pope's Exorcist, uh, it's coming in April. It's got Russell Crowe. I don't know. After what was the last one we saw, Arturo, that we reviewed here? That uh, pray for the devil. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after that, I was kind of done on like exorcist stories. You know, um, I, I don't know. I what mean, you know, exorcist <laughs> stories are are a thing. You know, it's like right. a, it's a genre. You know, <laughs> pretty much all in itself. Right. This one's a little weird because I never saw this one coming. All right, mm-hmm. like especially Russell Crowe. Um, I don't think I ever saw him in any horror kind of flick ever. Um, and this one, he just he sounds like Zeus from Thor again. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to be thinking while I'm watching this thing, man. I know, it's uh, it's unfortunate, um, right? It is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. And um, <laughs> on top of that, it's um, it's a rough year for that only because um, there is a reboot of The Exorcist coming uh, down the line, I believe, in fall uh, later on this year. So, oh, right. Um, for Hulu, right? Uh, something like that, but it's I coming. Think it's, I think yeah. around uh, September, October, around there. So, okay. um, so we're getting the OG soon. Yeah, and and I know we've spoken in the past about like the actual um, Exorcist um, a TV show and right. how successful that was and how awesome that first season really was. And like after that, you kind of you don't need anything else. Like you've done it so well, especially as an extension of that franchise, right? Like, Hey, you accomplished it. You kind of did something that no one really saw here and you did it well. Um, so a reboot, I never really saw a reboot of that franchise uh, coming either, but, um, let's see how this one goes. Right. What else do we got? Um, yeah, uh, no, up? I mean, I mean, what more is there to do with exorcism stuff, right? Like now, the, the, now the, the Pope well. has his own exorcist, you know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the so. wells, the well is running dry. The well has been dry. Let's just say that. Uh, so yeah. uh, moving on, it kind of ties into our feature presentation. It's the last of our coming attractions. Uh, so it's just a news beat. Uh, James Gunn confirmed he's directing Superman Legacy, which is that the the first of these new DC movies hitting in 2025. You know, he was already writing it, but now like he came out in a tweet saying straight up, yeah, I'm directing it. Yeah, we kind of figured as much, right? Like, you know, if he was already writing it and you have one shot at this thing of launching a whole new universe, right? It's like, I better take I am this myself. Curious, <laughs> I am very curious though, Tex, because um, we've spoken a lot about James Gunn and all his stuff um, right. here only because he's been doing so much things um, in the last five years, you know, guardians. And then he went to suicide squad and the peacemaker stuff and back to suicide. I mean, back to guardians again. Um, and now he's in DC head honcho doing Superman here. Right. Um, I am a little bit curious as to how he's going to treat the tone because we all know, you know, James Gunn is infamous for his like, you know, v- very whimsical, very, you know, comedic tone mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, a-, a bit of times over the top comedic tone, you know. So I am curious how he's going to deal with Superman. Um, it is called Legacy. So I think we get a story of him and his heroics and stuff like that and him already being Superman. I, I don't think it's an origin story, right? Yeah, no, he's he's already stated that it's not an origin story too. So yeah, and that's the other thing. Um, you know, it's we we know James Gunn and but there's there's a lot riding on this one. 
like, even more so than any other thing he's ever done. Like, it, it kind of has to be good. Like, it, it's not like, and not good either, not serviceable good enough to where you'd be like, yeah, that was good. No, it, it has to be like a dope. No, it, it, it has to be very, very yeah, good. Yeah, it has to excel. Yeah. It has to excel because James Gunn, like, they're literally launching a new universe off of this. So, yeah, it has uh, critically, to, yes, uh, critically as well as, you yeah, know, uh, with both, both f- financially, yeah. you know, um, it has to succeed. Yeah. Like, you cannot have a, a polarizing kind of Superman movie. Yeah. You, you got to have, hey, this is Superman. Everyone loves it. Like, there has to be just that same, you know, thought process amongst everyone involved. It's yeah. like, hey, this movie has to be A+. plus. Yeah, they literally have to do extra credit at this point. Like, they, they have to turn in an A-plus in order to pass the class. You know, it's like they, they literally – he literally cannot fail – in any particular way. And the, it, it, it's, it's literally everything about it is going to be under scrutiny. You know, the, the casting of the Superman himself, the, you know, the, whether or not, like, if it, if it underperforms or even is perceived to underperform in mm-hmm. any particular way, there goes this universe. You know, there goes the faith oh. in the universe, right? Cause you can't like, because not only if they if they decide to, to branch it off anyway, despite, you know, let's say, let's say, okay, using our feature presentation example, let's say it comes out like Shazam, right? You know, it gets bodied by critics, you know, for, we'll, we'll get into whether or not that was fair, but it gets bodied by critics, it, you know, yeah, audiences like it, but it's, you know, or like Black Adam, right? Black Adam came out and got bodied, underperformed, yeah. and like... You can't do that with Superman and then do the universe because there goes, you know, uh, everyone's going to be like, well, why didn't you just keep doing Snyderverse at that rate? You know, because exactly. we've, we've already done that. So it, it this one literally has to be excellent. Like, it cannot be just good. It cannot be. It, it even can't be great. Like, it has to be. Yeah, it's excellent. Like, it, it, wow, like, there's so much pressure. And it, so know, much pressure. And it, uh, James Gunn, it makes sense for him to do it himself because it's literally his job on the line, you know, because this is his universe. And if you can't even get the first one off the ground, they're like, if I were yeah, a like WB executive, to- I'd be like, well, I don't want the rest of that then. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A great point. Like, if you can't get it off the ground, at, at this point, it has to be launched into freaking Jupiter, yes. right? Like, yes. you know, further than Mars, you got to aim for Jupiter in this one. Like, yeah, absolutely. you really need it. Like, there's so much pressure now, and Texas put it absolutely perfect. Like, like it's just, it has to be excellent. It has there to be. Is, there is no middle ground. Like, yeah, you might have someone, like, completely be a freaking lead about it but 95 to 96 96 percent and above you know has to be a positive review for this yeah, thing yeah yeah dude and the fact text that it comes out july 2025 i believe right yeah after a whole other batman movie as we said again right That's true. Yeah. after a whole other joker movie right yeah after a flash movie that supposedly is the best thing dc's done in a long time right right and then after, uh, you know, what God is going to be freaking Aquaman to who knows what that, you know, abomination is going to look like. Right. But you have all this stuff in between then, you know, and now, you right. know, so I am very curious how everything is going to take shape afterwards, how how and if 
uh, Warner Brother jumps the gun on certain things because of you know financial reactions or or you know or critical reactions. You know, how, for instance, with the Batgirl thing, they completely nixed it. You know, like what happens when there's a huge return on Flash, right? Right. What happens then? You know, like what do they do then? Like, do they do the offshoot of the other worlds or else worlds thing? You know, th- that they wanted to do, like. What is it that they will do once they see, oh, wait a minute, this Batman with Pattinson, you know, it's still working, you know, and then this one's even better because the movie's an hour, sh- an hour shorter. You know what I mean? So right. like it's um, I am really curious now because because now they jumped the gun again. We've spoken about this in, in previous episodes. Please just go back and, 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 and go listen as we say over and over again um, that um, they jumped the gun by their decisions of of canceling things and allowing other things to go through. So now you have this two-year gap of Elseworld stuff going on until we even see a James Gunn production or yeah. a James Gunn idea even on screen. So that being said, as we said before, Tex, it's only it, it's only words, it's only an idea, right? right? Right now, until we even see casting or even a semblance of a story for that, you know? So it is what it is, right? Yeah. So let's see what happens. And now, folks, for our feature presentation. So, yes, folks, uh, we have a double feature for you guys once again. Um, And it's a a mixed double feature, a mixed bag. But... uh, Fortunately and coincidentally for the same the same studio, right? <laughs> Warner Brothers, mm, HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first off, Tex, as you mentioned before, we have Shazam Fury of the Gods first up on our lineup here um, as uh, we get back to a sequel of a surprisingly good origin story. Yes. Th- right. Um, and now we're here with this sequel after we got all the DC stuff, you know, this one was already slated to come out before James Gunn was hired. It was slated to come out like back in November or even last summer at some point. Um, and it got pushed back, pushed back, pushed back as DC did with a bunch of things. Um, and, uh, you know what, like, you know, for me, honestly, it's it, it just straight up. It's a big way for it. It's a it's a hefty film. It's not terrible. Uh, it's it's not very good either. But it does actually, you know, it's watchable if you're at home. I wouldn't recommend going out to the theaters in this one, and um, you know, and spending your money on this one. How about you, Tex? Yeah, like, unfortunately, like, spoiler-free, as much as we can, you know, uh, uh, you know, I did mention that it got, it got bodied by critics, and a lot of that, some of it is fair, some of it is our fair assessments, which you and I will get into here in a moment, but some of it isn't fair. Like, you know, it's, it's sitting on, like, what was it? Like, rotten, on Rotten Tomatoes, with, like, a 50-something, and, that's a little harsh. I will say that's, that's a little much. Let's not 55s. That's like Scream 6 territory. All right. Like it's, um, I, yeah, I would rather watch this than Scream 6. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say 55. Like I would say like a solid seven, maybe even a 6.5. I'm not, but that, that's the other thing too. I'm not saying it's totally off the mark either, but I am saying it's a little harsh. Then that's probably because all the baggage around it. Like, there's a lot of baggage. Like you just said, yeah. with the, you know, we're in a bunch of else world stuff right now. So it's just like, you know, not only are people going, do I even need to see this? You know, and truth is, probably not. Like, in the grand scheme of things, like, you can see it, wait for it to be on HBO Max. That is my thing. Like, it's, it's a yeah. solid, like, a definite wait for it. Like, it's, it's not like a go to a theater. 
you know, you need to see it in a theater. Uh, there are some no. cool stuff that look cool in the theater. You know, I will say that, but definitely check it out when it's on HBO Max. I, I think that's just the best way to put it. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And just to add to what Texas saying, it is a good movie in the grand scheme of it all after you finish watching it. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, that was pretty good. But the thing is with this thing, it's over two hours, right? And yeah. like half of that movie isn't very good. Um, yeah. You have. I, I think uh, you, let's just. Uh, so full spoilers for Shazam yeah. Fury of the Gods. This is your last chance, even though, you know, you probably like you probably won't see it like straight away. Like, it's, you know what? If anything, just listen to this first and then go watch it. And yeah, let us know if you think differently. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. So go for it, Archero. Go for it. Let's just lay Anyways, it out there. So, yeah. yeah um, half of it isn't very good. You have to sit through half of this thing in order to even get to anything that's actually fun yeah you know the, the we, good stuff yeah that, that you watch um, in like the first one like because the first one yes, straight up kid exactly. adventure with like superpowers and like you exactly know. that being said we get too much of zachary uh, uh levy or levi however you pronounce oh, his last name so much we get him. too much of that um and he's just very dumb like as a character they make him they written, written very naive and very immature still and i'm surprised because even like because you would think Billy as a person would have matured throughout the time, right? Um, but you still get this kind of very dumb Shazam, you know, very like I'm a big oaf kind of thing. Let me just try and save the day here. Yeah, because um, there's a difference between being a kid and being like, yeah, like a, a dumb kid, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. because if – but, like, listen, that would have worked if Billy was on screen. If Billy was the one just making these dumb kid mistakes, we'd be like, oh, yeah, it's freaking Billy over here. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but we don't. That's the problem as well. We don't get enough of those actual kid characters. We get too much of uh, of the characters in their Shazam form, right? Like, like the entire family. The only one that's, like – the only one that's herself is the sister in both phases, right? Yeah, because she um, she aged up into it, like in the time between the movies. Yeah, like she's already an adult, so they don't need to replace her. But like, exactly. And and that being said, Arturo, jumping off your point, like the adult cast, yeah, like it's cool we get to see more of them. You know, kudos to them because you know they don't they were only in the climax of the other one, right? But they also don't have chemistry. Like, they just have it's zero chemistry between yes. any of them. Like, it is. It's definitely, like, they were trying to go for, like, the same things we get from the kids. You know, the same, like, immediate bouncing energy that the rest of the kids it's have. But totally different. It is completely different. Totally and different. There's and a whole hour of too. that. Yeah. 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 You feel it, too. Like, you really feel it. Um, Because there is a part where, um, for instance, there's a portion of the movie where um, – Billy, uh, Shazam, you know, Zachary Levy Shazam, like the actual superhero character, is doing this or trying to do this like emotional stuff with the sister, in, you know, like in her Shazam form. But this is a conversation that Billy should be having, yeah, you know, like with her sister, like in a non Shazam form. Like, like it would have been nice to bring that back because that was the um, why the first one was so successful because of that chemistry that uh, like all the kids had together and because of how that kid adventure um, just kind of um, organically formed in part one, right? Where like all of a sudden these kids were thrust into this crazy adventure, right? right? We, we got that same thing, but in the second half of the movie when all these kids lost their powers because of the bad guys, right? Yeah, and by then, 
like that's the thing it's by then then i understand the the bad reviews you know because it's like the second half of the movie is much better than the first half like it is and you know it's no surprise that it is when we get to see more of the kids and it becomes the kid adventure again and then it starts having fun and it starts like doing all this stuff but like that's after an hour of like the rest of it you know it's after like sitting through like so many scenes of the shazam family talk and like trying to figure stuff out with mm-hmm. zero chemistry like if it like honestly if, the, if it were just the kids talking in the same way it probably would have hit harder you know and there there are little stories throughout like um that don't get a lot of development either there's there's a plot like the whole overarching plot is that billy you know billy's worried that the rest of his family is pulling away because everybody's growing up right and yeah, Billy's also aging out of the foster care system yeah. as well. That's a huge kind of thing that they kind of don't really dive too deep into. Yeah, and it's a shame because there's not enough of the young Billy actor to like actually mm-hmm. hammer that home, right? And it's it sucks because he that kid is so good and he's yes, he's so absolutely. good in like the big scene that they give him in the in the climax of this one yeah. where he's like <laughs> he's talking to his uh, his foster mom finally accepts yeah. her as a mother and it's like it hits so hard and I'm like damn where and he finally calls her mom, right? Yeah. Like, I love you, mom. Yeah. Um, and that's my whole point. It's like we needed more of that Billy. You know, that is the actual real character behind Shazam. Shazam, um, the actual superhero, is just this kind of, you know, like archetypal Superman kind of character, you know? And even then, but, he's like constantly uh, like – it's not jokes this, either. You know, it's, no, it's, it's, it's also this version – this iteration of, of Shazam, because in the comic books, he plays a more like, you know, like like a very like uh, serious character. He's more serious than than what Billy usually it's is a, in, this, in this movie. The wisdom of Solomon. Like that's usually yes. the part that, you know, like you he's a full adult. But yes, you he's can, a full. Yeah, exactly. Thank yeah. you, Tex. Yeah. And like that's the thing. It's. He's a full adult, but you still get the kid stuff. Like, you still get the, he's naive about some things, right? Yes, but here, yeah. it's like, it's a shtick. Like, here, it's <laughs> like a, yeah, it's just constant jokes that, that don't really land either. It's like constant. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't it, hit, man. It's tough, man, because it's even worse. Like, when you, when you take into account the Zachary Levi of it all, you know, or, where he's said some stuff, <laughs> like, about, like, you know, and, we don't need to go into all that for you know because no, we, we don't gotta we cloud either. this show with shit. But like, no, he's said some stuff to where you're like, yeah, yo, he, like that's he said what, some very negative stuff. Yeah, where it's um, like, yo, he's definitely not a, like it doesn't seem like a good dude. So it's like when you you see him in the movie and he's doing his shtick, <laughs> and you you already kind of don't like him. You know, it just kind of tweaks that all the more, right? But dude. I don't know if that's some kind of like, um, you know, unconscious bias, but it was there. But that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was there when I was watching everything. The Manessa on his face, I'm like, this guy over here, you know, I'm like, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, you're like, something's off about this guy, right? Yeah. And- but like, to, you know, to kind of um, defend myself and my bias against that, he does do good when he is a hundred percent like yeah, you know Superman. Yeah, when he's when he needs to be the hero, yes. when he needs to be you know the actual you know a Shazam hero god person, he's successful in those scenes, and this is why that buffoon oaf kind of 
a character doesn't really suit him. And we get so much of that that by the end of it, you're like, damn, we should have gotten more of this Superman dude over here. Yeah, you know? we should have got more of the heroic side of Billy. And I will agree. Like when when Levi is doing the heroism stuff, he's great. And that's you know when you get that stuff, it's like, oh, okay, this is why you picked him in the first place because you want to exactly. see that stuff. But like, it's a shame. It, that's all it is. It's a big shame because you know then the rest of the kids. I think uh, one of them comes out as gay as like a as like a subplot, and it's just kind of thrown in, you know. It's, it's very thrown in there because it's, just all of a sudden, like you have him, like, oh yeah, I I, I got into baseball, and he's looking at uh, like who was that Bryce Harper or yeah, something without a which, shirt which in is, a baseball magazine. I'm like, okay, cool, you know, but like that's very just. It's just weird. It's yeah. weird characterization at a weird time. Yeah, you know? especially because like his big uh, coming out to the rest of them was just like thrown in as like part of like the you know it's when they all run in the house and yeah. you know the families fig- or the mother and father figuring it out and then that's when he confesses his thing and that that kind of gets thrown in and that's what I mean like it, that was kind of messy you know and. It sucks too. And it's, it, it's weird too because, like, it, it seemed very unnecessary because they were like, "Oh yeah, we knew already." Like, you know, them responding that way means like, "Hey, you, this didn't need to happen." Yeah, you like, know, because was... they obviously knew already that you know that he was gay. But, yeah, and they loved him the way he was. Yeah. You know, like they they didn't care. So the fact that that was so prominent was a little weird. You know, or it was just weirdly placed. Like, I think yeah. that's the thing. It was just weirdly placed in a scene where so much other stuff is happening. That it's kind of like you can't focus on it anyway. Like he he wasn't gonna get the emotional resolution from that, you know. Even though it's like, exactly. yeah, you didn't need to yeah. tell us, and it feels like it, generally when when you get that kind of response in a scene like this, it's like you know you get a little moment of like ah, you know, at least you, all this love he's he's accepted by his family, everybody's good with it. He gets to be good with himself, right? Yeah, but. You don't get to have that because, you know, their house is getting blown up and there's a dragon and like, you know. It's like, uh, what was it? It was like when we did the shadows, like Guillermo comes out, right? <laughs> to, to his mom. Yeah. <laughs> his mom's like, what? Like, whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, but at least, you know, but at least there, that got to be a moment. Here it's like crammed yeah, in. Yeah. And like, and, and it's a shame too because like you only get so much of the mother and father. And they were also like great parts of the first one, and they're great here. Like, the, yeah, they're the, good here. Yeah, the, the time they get here, and like the little jokes they get thrown in are are great, you know. And it just it sucks, man, because it's not only buried. I think it's buried by baggage in not only the movie itself, right, but like everything else, right? There's so much else going on the outside yeah, of because, this thing. So know? yeah, so even to add. More, you know, fuel to the fire. You have this Wonder Woman scene in the movie, yeah, right? Yeah, that was spoiled in a TV spot. Yeah, total during a SmackDown for me when I was watching. Yeah, SmackDown. out of out of all the, the things, yeah, it was it was spoiled in like a. It was definitely one of those last ditch efforts to be like, look, Wonder Woman's in this. Come buy our tickets, you know, like. Ooh, but like yeah it was rough man and then um so like i was saying the addition of wonder woman to this movie um yeah her role uh the small small role she played was very significant you know um uh it worked well yeah i liked um, it i liked it, it was- and yeah, like it would have been a good pop in theaters, honestly. If you didn't be, oh. know, right? Yeah, like I didn't know. Yeah, because like th- th- there's one scene where Billy's dreaming, 
and you have the body of Wonder Woman on there, right? But then you get uh, you know the face of the wizard, you know, Jaimahaz's face on I, Wonder Woman. I was digging that stuff. See, like <laughs> that's the problem, man. Uh, see, there's see, there's a lot the of kid stuff works. Yes, Tex. yes. Like the youthful stuff works, um, and that's what worked with the first one. Like you spent a lot of time with the kids. Like you spent a lot of time Billy interacting with. Um, his brother, what's his brother's name again? See, um, I already forgot though. That's the that problem. Whimsical kid, yeah, who, yeah, who gets played by that guy from the OC again. I forgot yeah. what his name is. Oh, Adrian Brody or something like that, no, or Brody no, something. Yeah, it's something. It's Adam Brody, I think, because Adrian yes, Brody's the other one. Yeah, yeah Adrian Brody's a penis, right? Yeah, the, the one from the the Predator. Yeah, or Predators. Yeah, so that that's kind of what a uh, oh, man. Where was I even going with this? But yeah, so. That's all to say that, like, there's a bunch of stuff on the outside, too, that, like, you, like you said, this is an Elseworlds movie, even though, um, you know, big spoiler alert again, one of the post credits is so confusing in that regard, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah, totally forgot about that. Did they, like, it's like, did they film that? prior to all the James Gunn announcement stuff because it's like yeah he gets approached by um I forget her name but I I know that's Economos uh what's his uh, yeah from um yeah, the big guy from Waller right yes, the big guy yes. from the um, so uh, Peacemaker the, uh, Suicide Squad yeah they're they're coming to recruit him to the to the yeah. JSA which is something we saw on Black Adam but it's also like is it not working the same way as Black Adam anymore? Like, so is, is JSA Waller's team? That's the thing too. It's cause they're, they're James Gunn characters and they will get to continue in, you know, a Waller show and in the Waller TV show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And whatever, whatever James Gunn does next. So is Shazam a part of this future? You know, is, is he going to be just Shazam? Cause they only recruited him. Yeah, most notably, they only recruited Zachary Levi's Shazam and not like it wasn't they approached his family about it. You know, so it's like and, you know, and even to top it all off, does that even matter? Right. Because it's like, yeah, you, you exactly. Got, you got Wonder Woman in here. You got it's concrete Snyderverse. Like this is straight up in the Snyderverse because, you know, there are so many times where he's like talking about Superman and Batman and Aquaman and, you know, he's idolizing, he's lusting after Wonder Woman, you know what I mean? So it's like, what does that mean for the future? Who knows? And I can understand that's the reason people don't go to see it, you know, because it's like a lot of people are probably thinking why. And it sucks because, you know, you used to be able to say, right, Arturo, like, yeah, if it's a good movie, go see it, right? But here it's like, you got to forgive a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, you got to waste an hour first in yeah. order to get to anything that's watchable. So I don't recommend it for that reason alone. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm like, yo, just watch it at home when you're bored, you know, doing chores or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, because like the first hour, you're going to go in and out of that thing, like back and forth. Um, but like a, a, a kudos actually goes to um, a, a Lucy Liu, right? Yeah, she's does great. A, 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 yeah, she, she does some pretty good bad guy work in this one. Helen uh, Mirren, as uh, Tex mentioned, um, uh, is... You know, Helen just Mirren. Helen Mirren, yeah, right? As you mentioned, she's solid. You know, she, but but Lucy Liu's really it, like tearing it up. Yeah, you know? yeah, like I'm surprised Helen Mirren was there. Honestly, like um, every time I think of her, for some reason I have to think of like 
like Queen Elizabeth roles. Yeah, like, like, that, like right? very so, dignified, very like. Yeah, so when I, when I see her in Shazam, I'm like, Oscars, oh, that's, you know, like that's interesting. But you know, um, she's she's in Fast and Furious, so like, you know, what do what true. do we know, right? So what do we know? Maybe so true, she's, so true. And she's been in movies like, uh, what was it, Red? I think she was in. Oh, and, she was in Red too, yeah, right? So she's done. Like, yeah. I think she's in that era of like, you know, just give me checks. She's like, I've done it. enough, right? Fuck it. And Cooter Freeman is gonna be in that one. I'll be in that. Yeah, yeah, kudos, you know? kudos to her. You know, she's just getting those checks, but but Lucy Liu was having a good time. Yeah, Lucy like, Liu was definitely the one uh, that uh, took um, high praise for the baddies here. Yeah. Um. Besides that, folks, it's a big way for it. Um, it'll come out on on HBO Max, maybe if they want to do it, because who knows these days, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you know, maybe they'll throw it out like Black Adam. They're, Black I mean, Adam. Black Adam was out for verse. a week. Black Adam was out for a week before they were like, oh, well, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> so, so I mean, honestly, it doesn't. And apparently, like, The Rock and, and WB were definitely like in a big. Uh, disagreement and, there and that was that weighed shazam down too because it's like yep. we we just had a lightning guy already yeah you know? so yeah yeah dude great point and that's even, such a good and point like in the final battle you know shazam's like his his suit's getting all burned up so it's like black and he's got the little that's what i thought he's got too. the lightning like, bolt like out of a jays and like and like the dc lightning i love how they do it in the warner brothers where it's just like real lightning right it's like the white lightning or whatever but yeah. that was I was like, yo, this is Black Adam. <laughs> it's definitely Black Adam. Like, like we just they saw- probably had that in mind. But this movie was slated to come out before Black Adam, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it, originally. This, this is one of the ones that got bumped by COVID. So like sucks dude. Right. like and you know what sucks too uh david f sandberg uh he he actually went on twitter like today when we were talking about this he, he responded to like the low the the low ratings from from reviews he yeah uh, mentioning that like this is his first movie where he's gotten such low ratings from reviews but got high rating from the audience but at the same time like he says it's become so toxic for him that like he he's ready to go back to horror like he literally says in one of the tweets i'm done with super superhero movies he he said like he straight up said you know he's happy to have done the first two shazams you know he's good he's happy to have that experience but he's ready to go back to horror with like you know those comic book fans man they're rough dude dude. it it must (laughs) have been rough for him because it's so funny too because like one of his first responses to like the reviews coming out was like well they paid me in advance so Oh my so God. he's like, well, I got my money out of this. I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but his whole thing was, yeah, they, they, they gave me my money. He's like, I got my check from it. So yeah, so it seems like they took a lot of creative, uh, you know, reins off his hands. Dude, then, right? Probably, yeah, because like he was surprised to see the Wonder Woman in the TV spot too. Like, there's a lot of stuff that he's been open about since this movie. Like now, now he's even more open and saying, like, straight up, I'm good on superhero movies. Like, yeah. dude, it. That must suck. Like it, you know, what with Scott Derrickson probably got pissed off with the whole like Marvel engine, right? Yeah, like, and he was like, you know what? I'm going back to horror. Yeah, he did and, Black Phone, so good for that. And, you know, you know, there's a little, there's some fun horror stuff in this one. You know, uh, a dude unalives himself off the building. You know, once he, and you get that cool black eye effect. You know, oh yeah, like you have that that like uh, little whisper thing that Lucy Liu does. Yeah, that gets these guys infected. That looked really cool. Yeah, actually, they did, they they kind of did the zombie jumping around and stuff like that, right? 
right? Like, yeah, that was fun. So yeah, that was fun. Very yeah. short lived, but fun. Yeah, because I thought we were gonna get a lot more of that. So I'm like, wait a minute, this looks, this is interesting here. But that it only happened in that scene. Yeah, and there's a high body count too. You know, all those people are dead. You know, the ones that got turned into statues, right? And yeah, those people don't give a fuck. Yeah, and he then, was like, and no, then like the, you got cool monster designs and stuff like that. So you know, he clearly. Oh yeah, that's right. When the city like you know got infested with these crazy mythical creatures. Yeah, so right? he clearly wants to go back, and now he's openly yeah. straight up being like, yo, I'm ready. I'm ready to do horror again. So, good luck to you, David Sandberg. I hope it turns yeah. out better than Shazam 2. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm ready to move o- away from this topic, for sure. Yeah, let's, and on let's, to our next Let's also our go back to folks. horror, right? Like, let's- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's go take a nice little swim back to the land of horror here. Um, and our next up in our double feature, The Last of Us, season one, just wrapped up. Yes. Um, just um, uh, a, a little over a week ago. Um, and, you know, reviews of this thing have been positive every episode. We caught on a little bit, like, into, um, into what? Yeah, we- in between episodes. So three and four. Yeah, we, right? we did uh when we did our first impressions, it was in the first three episodes. So, you know, and we 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 were made sure to note I wonder how our how our opinion was gonna change since then. So mm. so I guess uh spoiler free, you know, just just real quick, uh what do you think, you know, Arturo? How are you feeling now that you've um, seen the whole thing? Dude, as um uh a as a, a person who's never played the video games and, mm-hmm. and, and just knows that there's a video game like this out there, right? Um I was really impressed by the whole thing. Um I do feel a little shortchanged though. Um I feel like th- there was more of a of a story to tell, you know? Right. Um I feel like there should have been more, um, especially there at the end. And we'll get to that a little bit uh, um, and a little bit later. But um, I do feel like I was a little shortchanged. Um, but uh, I remember I-, I spoke to you because you're our resident video game expert here at the morgue. Um, and you mentioned, hey, like this is exactly how the video game is. And yeah. I'm like, wow. So you guys also felt shortchanged. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, to that text, um, since you are the expert here and you have played this before and seen it before, um, in terms of the comparison between the video game mm. and the TV show, how does it rate? So, okay, I'm I'm probably not going to like be in line with like a lot of other opinions because uh, you know it is getting praised for how well it adapts this thing, and I do agree. Like in terms of bringing the game story to life. you know it's super well done you know it's it's an hbo production you know there's Mm -hmm. there's money put into this thing so you can't like i literally cannot lie to you and say that like it's not well done in that sense you know like there there's care there you know my only thing is that like it pays too much attention to the game and i don't know if it's because you know it's such an online thing you know, because I don't know if they were going to get a, like, it, it, was it going to turn into like a Shazam thing for their creators? You know, is it going mm-hmm. to be people constantly being like, well, why'd you change this? Why'd you change this from the game? Why'd you change this? Oh, where was this scene? And so that is my only thing because like you have the Bill and Frank episode, which we called out as well done, but also seemed kind of weird, you know, in terms of the pacing of the story. Like, it, it def- absolutely, and it definitely seemed out of place and even almost like a filler episode. But, mm-hmm. you know, in, you know, as we said, too, back then, it's like, well, if the rest of the season kind of plays out like that, where it's like we get everyone, everyone in a while, we get like one that's like, 
not entirely tied in the main story, then that's how TV works. And that would have been fine, right? But the problem is, the problem turned out to be that there wasn't enough of that. There wasn't enough yeah. of that outside, like, let's play around with our story a little bit. It was literally like, once you get past the Bill and Frank episode, it's it's quite literally like, let's, we're, we're doing all, we got to make sure to get all the, all the pieces from the first game. Yeah. It's hitting all the beats, right? Yeah. Of the video game yeah. pretty and much, right? Like straight up to where the point where you feel like, oh, here's the, here's the ice level. Here's the, mm. <laughs> here's the, you know, here's the, uh, the, uh, I forget what the, 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 Which one's the ice level? The the snowy one. You know, the here's the snowy one. Like with the same, like it uh, it jumps ahead like a couple months. Like it was the same in the game where it's like let's jump Got to you. winter time. And so it was right after the Henry and Sam thing. And the problem with that is like it, it it's so close that by the time you get to the end, it has to play out the game's ending. You know, and it's it's jammed into like forty minutes. So I. I know I've been like dancing around it, so I kind of like, like no spoiler, yeah, that's spoiler alert. So full, it pretty much, yeah, it's faithful to a fault. Yes, right. I I think ultimately, thank you for making that concise, Arturo. Ultimately, <laughs> it's faithful to the point where, yeah, like that might be a problem. Yeah, um, and um, I for one, as a person who doesn't know the video games, I do wish that um uh we did get um a bit more to chew on yeah. you know like we do get some really good stuff like in um what in episode eight where ellie finally like has her like this crazy adventure with this guy right that's cool and everything like but i do feel like some of the stuff was rushed you know yeah. like um, not a lot of the stuff like hey let's dwell on this for a bit like for instance after episode eight i truly feel there should have been a a tv episode we should have where, had a decompression where, episode right where, dude yes dude yes. she almost you know she was assaulted and she was harassed she was beaten up she was almost killed you know what i mean like this guy wanted to pretty much eat her yeah too as well and, and make her her bride at the same yeah, time wild, pretty much, wild reveal you know? by the way like in terms of dude, like in terms of tv that's good TV crazy. stuff. yeah yeah good, crazy yeah. so you know she you know Finds a way to hack this guy up at the end, you know, like hack a doodle do, man, like chop, 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 you know, and then like they just move on, you know, like I wish there was a um, an episode there because this was only nine, epi- uh, right, 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 yeah, nine, episodes, nine right? episodes and some of there them were like been, 40 you know, minutes long. Yeah, like, dude, yeah, there should have been episode nine should have been like 30, 45 minutes of just her and and Joel finally kind of acknowledging the fact, hey, we need each other, you know, like, hey, like, yeah, like, hey, I care for you very deeply. I love you like a daughter. It's like, hey, I love you like a father. Like, like cement that we, connection, right? So, yeah, like, because yes. uh, like at the end of episode nine, like, you know, Joel, by the way, like he like he. He drinks some serum of some kind or something. That penicillin must have been delicious because he gets up. This dude becomes this like like murderous like kind of like killer. Right. This guy doesn't care, which is awesome. We needed some more of that for sure in the show. Yeah, because that's right? that's the Joel in the twenty years that we haven't seen. You that's know? the yeah. stuff we never it's, got, it's and the that's part, the stuff we should be getting. Yeah, it's the Joel that when he's talking to his brother Tommy about like how he wakes up and he's like, you know, mm-hmm. he he know he dreams about everything that's happened, and it's like yeah. it's worn him down, and it's like, damn, but 
we don't get enough of that action, Joel. You know, we don't get enough of that action, dude. And then like Joel goes crazy. He does, you know, psycho Joel for a bit, and then he goes off. You know, he kills all these guys to find Ellie, and they just meet each other. He, you know, gives her a hug. He calls her, you know, like baby girl, and that's like a moment for him. Yeah. You know, because he finally kind of expressed this parental love that you know you know he had for her you know and that's never really exercised enough um they don't have that moment even when they're feeding the giraffes and stuff like that you would think they'd be like they'd have a better heart a better heart to heart if they had kind of deviated from the story there and wrote something like the bill story right in that portion like of the show that would have been perfect because like hey that matters now and 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 i go by what i said when we covered this earlier that episode three it's a filler episode now now it is like even in the grand scheme of the thing no one cares about bill and the other guy because they're dead if bill had lived i was telling i was telling my wife this if bill had lived and was still a prominent character that would you know aid joel um you know throughout his journey here i'd be like okay cool that's the story of bill all right that's fine, but he's not. He doesn't help them at yeah. all. They don't even go back to that compound. Yeah, it's, you know it's I mean? a shame too, because like that one in retrospect seems like it sticks out more because it's like, well, why didn't you do that anywhere else? You know, it's like, why didn't why didn't you do a, a Joel and Tess? Yeah, right? why didn't you do a Joel and Tess episode to show us who Tess was? You because know, oh yeah, because yes. like yeah, she's so important to Joel and all that. We're told this, but we never quite yes. get that moment of like you know getting to see actually. A connection between the two and it going jumping off of your point about the finale like we get joel and ellie uh you know as like a uh like a, the father and daughter phase of their relationship we get that for like 10 minutes dude. like the giraffe scene it's like yeah giraffe scenes in the game cool and all but like if you don't move from that spot you can literally stay at the giraffe spot for as long as you want so you yo you could have had a huge like kind of like that been, honestly, you know the, like a revelation episode yes the giraffe could have been the climax of like an episode nine you know it's like them having talks about their relationship and stuff and then here's the giraffe you know it's like oh. hugging it out just understanding it. it's like hey at the end of that episode there should have been a hug between him and ellie just kind of hey like where it's the last of us yeah you know, what and, I mean? you know and that's the thing it's that so when when you get to the finale and like okay so the finale of this thing it's it's been at the center of it flew by <laughs> yeah it, it flew by but also it's been at like a game like the people who played the video games have been debating this uh ending for like a long time because it's like in the game you are you either uh, i forget there's an alternate ending where you don't i believe so where you don't decide to like kill everybody you know and oh yeah yeah but that's interesting i believe so but uh so but in the game you're joel and you're tearing your way through these people so you're like you're supposed to get that feeling of like oh i'm doing a bad thing you know i'm like i'm becoming a you know and so in the show you know it it's so dramatic it plays it out to where like we're supposed to look at joel as like it's supposed to be ambiguous you know what i mean and instead Instead, it's, like, clearly marking him as the villain who's, like, doing this thing to, like, doom the world for Ellie. But, you know, in my head, I'm like, no, like, I understand that. And I wish we would have got – it would have been more ambiguous if we would have had more of that Joel and Ellie time. You know, to where it's like, yes. I get it. You know what I mean? But it's like, dude, I, I, I stand with Joel. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, yeah, absolutely. You know, because, because at this point, 
you know, you only know of this one person. Ellie is the only one who's immune. Yeah. You, um, the whole the whole procedure w- would have been to go into her brain and a, remove the cordyceps that was, was maybe, in there. It was going to kill it her. Was right? It was maybe this would work. Yes. So maybe. you would remove that, right? She would die, right? And then maybe you're able to, you know, properly kind of assess this thing and, and get a cure out of yes. this thing, right? Just, just maybe. Yes. There was no, you know, there was no guarantee. So me as a dad, and then also me as a viewer, seeing how, you know, we know that this, it's like, hey, we know you want her, we know you want to protect this little girl, you right. know, we know you like, you know, it's standing for your daughter, you know, it's, it's, it's known, you know what I mean? It's there. I stand with Joel. Like, it's like, hey, I get it, but um, I definitely agree with that decision. It makes for a heck of a lot better TV, but. What I do question, and it's what apparently it's the same thing in the oh, video yeah. game, right? The, the way it ends, the actual ending, the way it right? ends, yes, yeah. Like he, um, when Ellie finally wakes up, you know, from this, you know, from being drugged up under this, you know, about to get cut up, she wakes up, and then you know, Joel just tells her a complete fat old lie. And my thing is like, hey, why did you have yeah, to lie why, to her if they were going to absolutely kill you? Yeah. You know, uh, but then you mentioned like, you know, her as a character. She was written to have a purpose. The purpose was to have this cure, right? So we don't know how she would have reacted if Joel had given her the truth. But then I'm like, yo, fuck it. Like, I'm giving you the truth. You can assess, you you can dwell on it, sleep on it all you want, but they were going to kill you. And we don't even know if that cure was going to work. Yeah. And so, you know, when the game ends that way, it was it hit harder because it's ambiguous, right? Like you, the whole, like straight up, same, same dialogue, same last literal line and moment of the thing. It's Ellie going, okay. You know, like, okay, you've lied. Like, it's like, Okay, I'm either, either, you know, and in the year since that first one came out, people were like, okay, is she accepting it as like a lie? Uh-huh. Is she, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the reason that first one worked so well, it's cause we didn't know there was a part two, you know, this, like, that was literally like the end of Last of Us, you know, and so here, when you end a season of TV that way, it doesn't hit as hard because you're like, okay, well, I guess we'll wait for season two. You know, and that's where the lacking part of it comes in, right? Where it's like, this is still, yeah, it's the game or whatever, but it's like, we're missing that little bit of TV. You're missing that little, yeah. that little bit of like, yeah, that little bit of drama, yes, right? And um, and honestly, if we had that, I'm I'm good off one season of this thing. Like, you don't have to continue the story. Like, it's this, it's a pretty much kind of like you know, first, hopeless situation. Yes, yes, you know, like I don't care. Like, I I love the story of you guys trying to get, trying to do the right thing by getting this girl to this you know doctor who knows blah 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 blah. But then as we go on, we learn that hey, like you know. Things happen, and Joel is now is the protector, and yeah. the Mandalorian. Jace yeah, over the here, whole right? thing so. is like the world is so messed up by that point, you know. And Joel, you know, Joel has already been through so much, and then Joel and Ellie yeah. go through so much together. They've seen so much together that it's like exactly. That, it's like yo, it's time to retire. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> you, you, you wonder, like you wonder, you know, you're kind of understand Joel, right? Where it's like, yo, like, he's finally found the one thing that doesn't make him want to hate himself. Like, Dude, he's like, oh, let's go back to this town that has fucking food and water, you know, and and electricity, and let's live out the rest of our lives, you know? We're good. And then, like, 
I'm fine with that story if it ended like that. Like if there was question um, on Ellie's mind as to why did you do this? I was meant to do so and so. But like I would have preferred him be like, yo, they were going to kill you. And I just had to kill all of them just to get you back. What is she going to hate him for a little bit? And then eventually she like she should just like, you know, or if she hates exactly. it forever. But it's still like, look, think of all the things you've had to do, right? And that's Dude. the thing. It's she knows what kind of person Joel is. Like he he confessed to her that he tried to unalive himself. That's where he got the scar. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. like it, it in a TV show, that's what this was missing. It was missing that final bit of Joel and Ellie to like flesh that ambiguous out, right? Because it's like now it's just like a cliffhanger ending instead of like a you know instead of like oh this could have been the ending of it. yeah especially in such a bleak environment oh yeah every know? every it's episode a, is just like okay let's wait for the bad yeah, thing to it's happen such a very yeah. bleak universe <laughs> yeah. at least like there was some kind of hope there right yeah. and just just for these people to live um to live you know a decent life in that you know in in that town like there was hope there like there wasn't um I don't like the fact that they left you with that kind of uncomfortableness of her not being okay with that decision. You know what I mean? Like him, by him lying and her being okay, that sounds a little funky, right? She puts in question the trust um, uh, she has on Joel. It's an unnecessary rift between them when like if he would have just been honest about it, then, you know, uh, then – she would like yeah she'd be mad at him she'd hate him maybe but like eventually like that's the thing right it's this world teaches us uh, like it's like yo you two are the only ones you have you know dude and then on on top of that like she asked about marlene you know the head oh you know that that lie i understood i understood that lie because it's like you you don't want to be outright like joel is straight up a murderer you know but in this world dude like i think but listen listen like yeah it's the thing that marlene was the one who okayed the yeah marlene was like no let's you know? straight up kill her you know? so if if she, if she would have been like again honesty wouldn't have been a bad thing here be like yo marlene yeah i had to kill her because she was trying to kill me when i was trying to you know take you from there and she was the one who okayed the procedure in the first place she knew what it entailed and she didn't tell you off the bat yeah that like, was she the other knew. thing yeah she was straight yeah, up so i'm it. like yo yeah. at the end of the day bro that's you're a bad guy. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That's terrible. So you make this whole like this little girl have this whole journey with this guy, you know, and then just, you know, knowing the back of your mind, hey, no matter what, she's an asset. You know, yeah. she's going to she's she's just a package and, yeah. you know, that has to be delivered. And ultimately, that's why she picks Joel and Tess for it, because, you know, Joel was so disconnected. And that's kind of his thing, right? His his thing in the beginning was like, oh, I'm disconnected from everything. I don't care. This is just a job to me. It was one of those. Yeah classic stories right oh this is just another job to me and then by the end of it, he's like wait a minute i actually care about them as a person you know and it, the marlene thing is funny because we do we that extra scene we do get an extra scene in the finale about uh ellie's mother giving birth and uh revealing that that's that's how she was basically immune and that's something i never got fleshed out in the games and another special thing of that is uh Ashley Johnson, the the woman who played Ellie's mother, is actually Ellie from the games, which is kind of dope. You know, she's the one who does the Also Spinelli from Recess. Yes, yes. She's the <laughs> one who does the motion capture for Ellie in the games and does the voices and stuff like that. So like it's dope that they gave her a role in the show as the one Ellie's mother, you know, because she Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, because right? she is yeah, Ellie awesome. too, you know. But like And then apparently like the guy who did the voice 
as well of Joel was in the show at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well, I forget who he was in the show. I don't think he was anybody important. Not like not like Ashley Johnson. She got like a, a yeah. He, he was some like scruffy guy in in, in the town or yeah, something. Yeah, right? yeah. But, she, like but she got like yeah. a, a prominent thing as like a big. She's the mother. Yeah, she got like a key <laughs> thing in the story. You know, so like. But you see, that's cool though, right? Like that's the stuff we. You needed. guys didn't yeah. get that in the video game, yeah. right? Like so that is the stuff that you should be putting in TV shows because we need that kind of context you know um but it did ultimately um ultimately it it did feel like a video game at some points too right where like where everyone kind of doesn't matter besides the main character yeah yourself and ellie it's like every episode you meet somebody new and it's like okay when do they die you know it's yeah yeah. dude and and, uh on top of that as well um you get some scenes in that final episode where it looks like a video game where he's going around just unloading guns and picking up other guns that was cool so that was really cool i'm like you know i want some more of that yeah play like the ominous music and stuff over it because you're supposed to go oh man this is a bad thing that joel's doing but dude i don't know right because like you're shooting the doctor right it like lingers on the doctor it's like oh did he need to kill the doctor yes because the doctor picked up a scalpel and was like yo don't come near me (laughs) like well yeah yeah, like well you know and and in this honestly dude like honestly like they all had to go bro like they had to go. They had they to go. They were standing in the way of Ellie. Just, you know, like, I dude, get it. Yes. Like, you're standing away. Um, and, and you're standing in the middle of uh, his papa and his kid, yeah, you know? And, uh, you're going to get got, yeah. dude. Especially the fact you were like, yo, don't make me do it. Like, I'll I'll, I'll cut you. Yeah, you know? And the doctor had the doctor had no qualms in, like, ending this little girl's life. Was, you know? That's the other thing, too. Like, the whole, like that's that's the thing that i don't think people are really like sitting on enough because people there is a weird argument that like people are like oh joel is the villain because he's like because he, he killed all those people and you know you're not supposed to root for joel but i'm like yeah like but the whole time the fireflies have not only have the fireflies been openly killing people too you know like they mm-hmm. they've been taking out people but like they they did lie to ellie they straight up lied to a little girl and we're getting her there to fuck to like cut out her brain for a yep. for a maybe, yep. as you pointed out, right? And for a maybe, absolutely. And as you mentioned, the fireflies, even when Ellie was younger, you know, back in the academy, right? Yes. You know, her best friend who also got infected, she became a firefly, and their whole back and forth was like, "Hey, fireflies are killing like innocent people from Fedra here. Like, we're just here to do a job, yeah, and you sh- know. And fireflies are just you know not down with order, so they're killing people. So you know, the fireflies um have proven to also be very questionable. Yeah, you know? it's it's and, great, you know, right? It's not it's not like a very, one good one bad. And that was a good episode too. Speaking of, we we should have got more of these. Like, you know, yes, that was another one where. It's actually material from the game. It's like DLC, I think, when you get the they, – they release a little Ellie thing later, and that's what this is. The mall episode, yeah. right? The mall sequence. Yeah, but like that's what we should have gotten. You know, we we should have had like a Joel flashback episode where we got to see more Joel and Tommy. You know, like I want to see more of the- Joel and Tommy, yeah. Joel and Tess, yeah. you know, like that immediate like – part of his life after his daughter got yeah, killed. You know, that's 20 you know, like, years. That's 20 dude. years that the, the show was like, we never need to talk about this ever again. And, you know, they mention it, but it's like, honestly, if this were 10 episodes, maybe you could have done it. But then that, that also makes the Bill and Frank episode even more 
egregious. Yeah, and that was one of the longest ones, yeah, too, like, on top of that. Yeah, man. like, as much as I could say, yeah, well done, I'm glad, you know, we got that story, all that stuff, yada, 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 throw it out the window. Honestly, it's like, in its place... I would have loved a, like a Joel and Tess. Uh, you could have used that time a heck of a lot wiser, man. Yeah. Like we said, Bill's story, cool, whatever. But in retrospect, as I, I as firmly stand my ground, it's a filler episode yeah. that honestly means nothing. It doesn't. It means zero yeah. to the end game, man. Zero to the end game, and that's my ultimate problem with it because, like, people were like, "Oh my god, best TV episode in so long," and I'm like. It's a filler episode. Relax. The thing with that too, it's like, yeah, it's you know, it's tough because you never want to say something's filler in TV because you know, TV, you know, TV is allowed to like play around with shit, right? But like, yeah, fuck that. This was filler, yes, bro. And that's exactly yes. it. It's but when you're looking at the grand scheme of the show itself, and you're like, oh, was it a show about The Last of Us? You know, and like how different people approach the end, the end of everything, right? Dude, but. It's it just text. Speaking of the end of everything, we don't even get many cordyceps people attacking. You know, yeah. The clickers, you know, there was there's a huge like craze about the clickers, and I'm like, oh, you've seen them like once or twice. Relax, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like we don't even get a lot of those monster attacks. It's a damn shame because in episode five, right, when we the, get them. The sand That's one, the thing. It's when right? we get them. They're like, it's Dude, dope, right? Yeah. Like, and that big one was all like all prosthetic, all practical too, which was absolutely dope. And and knowing that, I'm like, are, are we going to get more of this stuff? And we don't. Yeah, um, that was literally if, the you know, peak of them. I think. Yeah. Like. It, yes, that's honestly. Yes, I think that is one of the final times we see a clicker until that mall episode where Ellie having a flashback. I yes. think, dude, everything else is all just people being absolutely terrible. Yeah, and right? you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like. It's apocalypse Yeah, stuff. and I, I get why people like the Bill and Frank one, because you're like, oh, it's hope in, like, a post-apocalyptic world. But they died. Yeah, but also, we should have gotten that from Joel and Ellie. <laughs> That's the thing, too. It's like, we, we should have gotten more of that from Joel and Ellie. More of that hope. You know, more of that little hope that's being crushed or whatever. But it's like... yeah. But yeah, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's like in a nine episode season where some of these episodes are like 40 minutes long and we're asking you to like take some time with things. The fact that you spent a whole hour with characters who ultimately ultimately do not play any more roles, do not play – who are only tied thematically, right? They're only connected to the grand scheme thematically of like people reacting to the end. But it's like, yo, come on. Like this is you see like yeah. like if um if for instance if they would have encountered Joel and Ellie while still being alive and stuff you know and like yeah. been like been in actual interaction they had on their way yeah. you know a, it it, it would have been a whole lot different yeah you know? then, then we would have seen them die and it would have been like okay that sucks because it's like the Henry and Sam thing it's like we we get a whole story about Henry and Sam. Right, but they're also tied into Joel and Ellie's ongoing adventure. Yes, so it's like that. That's what we need to do. Like it's Mm -hmm. just yeah. I think my final cap on it was that it goes back to what you were saying. It's it's a great adaptation to a fault. Like it's so it's so hung up on like let's make sure that this plays out the exact same way. That like yo this part one of the game like this game could have been two seasons. You know you didn't have to rush through it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, and as a fan of uh, of the show now, without being a fan of the video games, I 
I definitely think uh, they could have expanded a little, a little more. Um, being that you were getting such good performances. Yeah. I mean, everyone knew what they had to do in that yeah. show, which was awesome. Ellie and Joel, the chemistry they had was awesome. Uh, Bella Ramsey was is fantastic. Like she, she's so good oh. at just being the kid. Yeah. You know. So speaking of part two, is another time skip. So if yeah, so yeah. she she's. She, she's actually going to be playing her age, yes, right? Yes. <laughs> her real life age because she's 19, yeah. I believe. So in the show, she's 14. So in season two, there's going to be a five-year skip apparently. Yeah, right, yeah. for part two, there was, there's another time skip, which is like uh, in my head, like uh, uh, just, you know, I'm like, oh, that's... Joel's already old yeah, as it like is. He, he's going to be he freaking... He his age. He's like in his 50s, I think. Yeah. He's going to be walking like Dewey, yeah. though. <laughs> but you know i will be here for season two of course yeah we'll talk about some of the stuff that happens there but um yeah man it it was it's it's to a fault that it was so close you know it's like so so text pay for it wait for it stay away from it Hmm. i'd say pay for it if you if you haven't seen you know if you don't know anything about the last of us you know there are there are cool ideas in here that unfortunately get dropped like you know all those extra scenes remember in the beginning we were getting the extra stuff with like the cordyceps and like the the leading into like the you know like uh, remember that one talk show scene and then the the lady in like indonesia like discovering it or whatever and like where was all that by the time we get to like episode like it's literally like after bill and frank it's it's just the joel and ellie show which is like it's cool and that's exactly what i want but it's like yo you started rushing through things like it's yeah yeah um especially since they clearly do some some very blatant time jumps you know um and like it's like it jumps through seasons it jumps through months so it would have been nice to have a little more um exposition so honestly for me it's a wait for it um just uh just you know I wouldn't say go out there and go watch this thing right away. Um, if, if if you played the video game, you obviously know what you're getting right. into. If you haven't, then you know. Just yeah, wait, and, I guess and it you is know. a bummer of the show too. So like every episode, oh, every yeah, episode something bad happens. Like it's and it's like bad, yeah. bad too. It's not even like uh, you know, oh, like it's not just character deaths either. It's like just like it it finds a way to be real depressing about every little bad thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, there's a lot of emotions that go into every episode. Yeah. That being said, if you have HBO Max, you know it's already at your disposal. Yeah. You can put it on your list. Um, I'm not saying go watch it right now. But, you know, you can watch it by and by if you want. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, folks, this has been episode 145 of The Morgue, an official Corpse Feed podcast. I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. And a big shout out goes out to Del Virus for the artwork. A big shout out goes out to you guys for listening. We have 144 of these things back in the archive, folks. Go check it out anywhere you can catch your podcasts, um, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, um, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can watch a live stream on Twitch, for example, on Twitter Live, Facebook Live, and on YouTube Live, we will be there. You can catch this show every Thursday at 420 on YouTube Live, and you can also catch all the previous episodes of The Morgue on our archive in YouTube um, as well. And folks, remember, it's a scary world out there, but we are here to walk you through it. <laughs>